Away, you moldy rogue. Away. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sylvester Stallone podcast. And by that, I don't mean a podcast about Sylvester Stallone. Although, having said that, we occasionally do talk about Sylvester Stallone. No, we are the Sylvester Stallone podcast in that, against all advice and common sense, we are still making content. Sometimes right, sometimes wrong, but always certain. In today's show, we have the third Roll Dahl or Wrong Dahl, where James chooses between his DVD collection and his book collection, and Afterkill, our fantastic new feature that makes a quiz out of quips. Let's get to the action. So this is the old question, is this a fairy tale or a fruity tale? Is it a fruity unmentionable or a children's readable? Fruity tale. Or a fruity tale, that is good, that is good. Well, the clever thing about fairy tale or fruity tale is it's a visual gag, is the spelling of the word tale. Sure. Right? You see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. Yep. The fan favourite is very much Roll Doll or Wrong Doll. Could you, for our listener, explain the genius-like premise behind this feature? Sure. Dan will read me the titles of several, well, productions. I don't, I don't know what, what we want to call them, really. And I have to guess whether it is a storybook or a filthy video that about covers it so yes it, it will be one of the top 100 children's books of all time or it will be one of the latest hot off the presses um gentlemen's relaxing videotapes so the first roll doll or wrong doll is called no david no david as in David doesn't feature, or as in no exclamation mark, David. Well, it's spelt no David exclamation mark. Um, so presumably, whether this is a, a book or a film, David mm. is not going to feature, is what I take from the title. Well, I think you take incorrect. Or is it a rebuke I, towards David? I think it is a strong rebuke. David has done something to mm. wit. He should know better. Uh, let's go. Let's go book on this one. Start off on a positive note. It is by David Shannon, a classic children's book. Um, next up, everything but. Say again. <laughs> everything but. How are you spelling but? Now you see, I was hoping that you would not ask that because it's somewhat tips the scales in a certain mm-hmm. direction. 
Even the fact that you're unwilling to tell me how it's spelled suggests that at this early stage, we've already opened the spice market. It's B-U-T-T. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, spice? You're going to tap that open goal in? That is very much a spicy movie, yes. Next up, A Gathering of Old Men. Uh, it's a pretty weird title for a book. <laughs> Let's go spice again, I think. Do you think the book's weird? Do you want to see the film? Wow, this is it. <laughs> yes, it's a gentleman's feature, mm. both literally and metaphorically. Yeah, I don't want to think about that anymore. Next up, and Tango makes three. Uh, that's a book. I see. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to use uh, logic, bit of critical thinking, tactics. Because I've gone two fruit. I'm never going to go triple fruit. That's what you're thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you call a triple bluff. Tango makes three. No, it is a children's book by Justin Richardson and Peter Parnell. Excellent. You did well. Next up, The Babysitter's Club. Mm, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I don't. I feel like the the word babysitter is what's troubling me on this one. You know, it used to be innocent. Yeah, let's yep. go book. No, that's a mountain of filth. Uh, uh, say what occurs at the weekly meetings of this babysitters club. You could not write down. I should have trusted my gut. Yeah. You knew the certain key words, are there not? I don't want to say them out loud, but there are certain key words that should have the red flags flying in there. Yeah, sure. one. Yeah. Uh, next up, if you give a moose a muffin. Well, either this is very specialist or it's definitely a book. You know, moose has more than one meaning. Yeah, but and if also, you give the dessert moose a muffin, it makes even less sense. <laughs> Does muffin not have a double entendre? Yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah. I think in this context, in this sort of particular juxtaposition of words, even I'm struggling to find any sort of double entendre there. And it is very much the object of this game. <laughs> if you tell me this is spice, then I am... Well, I won't say intrigued, but I am kind of like thinking, what does that entail? If you give, is it the moose or a moose? A moose. Yeah, no, no, it's a, it's a book. It is by Laura Numeroff. Because I was only thinking that if the moose <laughs> is the name of <laughs> one of the actors, yeah, then maybe, but no, yeah, book. No. I was hoping it would have been called a moose receives a muffin, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, mm-hmm. moose gets her muffin. Sure. You know, you know, you can imagine. Next up, Miss Pussycat. Uh, let's go book. 
should have gone spice. That you was wide that. open. You yeah. knew the babysitters and you knew that as soon as the word pussy comes out, especially with miss. I was just hoping that that was too obvious, so it must be a book, but no, no, it was just I, obvious. I don't, I don't have that level of subtlety. Next up, Nuffle Bunny. Knuckle Bunny? Now, no, I cannot, I cannot be any clearer on this one. No, it is Nuffle, K-N-U-F-F-L-E, Nuffle Bunny. What is a Nuffle? That is beyond me. Uh, something. Does it mean something in German? <laughs> That's an odd question. Um, I do not know. I'm going to say that that is a book. It is by Mo Williams. Please, Excellent. could you explain how you did that? Because that wasn't easy. Um, well, no one knows what a nuffle is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so you, even the pervert scouting around the DVD well, that's why, store that's why I thought is it something specialist in German or something right like a piece of equipment does nuffle mean you know like a, a lady with with large bosoms or something in which case you know we're back in the spice market I don't know but like <laughs> but in this case no we're fine yeah yeah as soon as you said that I did wonder if a nuffle was a lady. I thought, you're walking the, the pirate's plank there. Why would you start a sentence like that? Well, where, where did you think I was going? Well, there's nowhere that you don't end in the fruit market. No, no, that's why I know that I was kind of wildly steering the ship <laughs> to avoid those particular rocks. Next one. Mr. Haggerty and his backyard treasures. Uh, <laughs> I hope this is a book, but I've been caught out a couple of times by these. So I'm gonna backyard treasures. It really sounds like a book. Yeah, it's got to be a book. It can't be spiced. You get in flashbacks to Kenny and his purple crayon, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you, Mr. Haggerty and his Backyard Treasures by Tricia Springstub, a classic yeah. children's book. Of course, yeah. only an animal would consider it anything else. All right. I was just Two trying more. to think of how Backyard Treasure could mean something in the spice world, but I couldn't make it work. So that's where I was like, okay, I think we're safe to book. Maybe he has a harem of ladies that he just keeps outside. That was my concern. I was thinking more along the back passage. Ah, why did what? you see? This is what I mean. Don't this pretend you I weren't mean. thinking the same thing. I definitely wasn't thinking that. Of course that. you I were. That's wasn't. why you. No, because that's why you weren't sure, Mister Haggerty and his back passage treasures. That's what you were thinking. Back passage treasures. No, I'm trying to fly this on the side of decency, and you just grab the controls off me and scull it straight into the side of a cliff. Um, two more. Back passage trainers. <laughs> llama, llama, red pajamas. That's a book. It is. It's only the use of the word pajamas that's in any way nah. fruity. Miss Pussy and her red pajamas. 
slam dunk. Just, uh, Even just... Aunt Judy in her red pajamas, I'm, I'm pushing the fruit button. Yeah, again, we've we veered way too far into the spice market today. I think. <laughs> I know it is a uh, child friend of a feature. Okay, don't say child friend either. <laughs> <laughs> that's a callback to anybody who's yeah. uh, a pod fan. So I'm yeah, Lama Lama Rep- the final one, Freaky Fembox. I think that's probably a uh, a spice market feature, isn't it? I think I the word freaky, <laughs> even when you said the word freaky already, yep. already that sets down a pretty firm foundation in the spice market, you would have to do a lot for my wheel to swing back the other way. There's very, very few words that would go with freaky for, to make me think, oh, actually, maybe that's a book. A fembot certainly is not one of those words. <laughs> I thought you would have an image of some cute little toy robots. You know, they're so freaky. No, I will tell you the full title is Freaky Fembot 16. Yeah, so... No? You're going to stick with that? No, I think, given that it's the 16th volume. That's the problem with some of the spice features. It's always the final word that gives it away, because it's sort of (laughs) like, you know, Little Miss Cockring. Oh, that's probably a spice feature. (laughs) Yeah, no, Freaky Fembots, yes. Yes. I can imagine the auteur who uh, makes the Freaky Fembots films, uh, writer-director, turning to the crew and saying, you know what, I think we have to do a 16th outing. The public are calling out for it. It's just well, got one of the enduring appeal. He's prolific. you got to give him that. <laughs> he's very much the Woody Allen of blue movies. How many series did Star Trek have? I'm just wondering if Freaky Fembot has had more installments <laughs> than, no pun intended, obviously, than sure. um, than some of the great TV series. The fact there's 16, though, 16 Freaky Fembots. Yeah. If there's one of those a year, that means it's been going for nearly two decades, the Freaky Fembot series. Do you think the original Freaky Fembots are still in it? Do you think they've been sent away for scrap? Well, from the cursory glance that I gave it, just from a journalistic point of view, mm. it feels like they filmed them in an afternoon. Okay. What, so all 16 be, of them? It could be a fortnight's worth of work. <laughs> I'll never know. Sure, sure. Feathers and he still can't fly. Shocking. Oh, he blew a fuse. I think he got a point. Every once in a while, he gets a little shot. I have said. 
another six wonderful clips for our very popular After Kill feature. Now, for the uninitiated, could you remind the listener <laughs> and to a certain extent yourself what that is? Um, I was actually going to say that for the uninitiated, <laughs> including me, could you just yes. run me through what that feature is again? Right. Very good. So this is the feature whereby you listen to a action hero, probably Keanu Reeves in Speed, for example, saying something along the lines of, oh, what happened to Smiggins? He lost his head. And um, then you have to try to name the actor in the film. Let's face it, there's no women involved. The actor in the film and most brilliantly, how they came to their doom. This all came about thanks to the James Bond quote, all those feathers and he still can't fly. Okay, I'm with you now. I was watching a James Bond movie yesterday, in fact, and yeah. unfortunately um, this chap didn't die, but it's The World Is Not Enough, which to my mind is one of the weakest James Bond films. <laughs> and... Um, he forces a snowmobile to crash over a cliff and it's like hammering down towards the earth. And he just sort of skis to the edge of the cliff and just says, see you back at the lodge. Does he mean he actually wants to see him at the lodge? I don't know. It wasn't really clear. It wasn't really clear whether <laughs> he literally meant, I will see you back at the lodge because we're friends. Or whether see you back at the lodge is some reference that he makes to heaven slash hell. Um not one of his best puns by any means. Not, not like, you know, throwing a man in the bath and then throwing a light in there and saying shocking. It's not that level. It really is. not that caliber, yeah. So if you could play the first one of our clips, all these clips are pretty short. It tends to be a woman asking what happened to a bad guy and a good guy saying a short, snappy pun or, well, no, usually pun. In the loosest possible way, yeah. Yes. I think pun suggests an element of wit. Okay, here we go. What'd you do with Sully? I let him go. Sorry. What did you do with Sully? I let him go. Yep. What'd you do with Sally? I let him go. Could you name the actor? Arnie. Obviously. Could you name the film? Uh, Commander? It's not true well, lies. I'm going to stop you. You're right. First time it is Commando. You know the yeah. horrific Australian? Just narrow it down. <laughs> There's 15 million of them. He's got a massive moustache. And I seem to recall he wore one of those hats with the corks on it, but that might have been a fever dream. Anyway, he was but called he Sully. So presumably Arnie has had a set two with Sully. Yep. Knowing Commando as I do, I think that they've had a bit of a corporate set two. Perhaps Sully has been caught fiddling his expenses and Arnie has been forced as the CEO of said company to let him go. As in fire him. You think that's what it is? No, I imagine it's no. probably that they were fighting on top of a cliff and Sully like sort of grabbed onto Arnie's ankle and Arnie stomped on his face and thereby letting him go over the cliff, something along those lines. 
I'll give you half a point. Um, he's holding him over a cliff by his ankles. Ah, okay, and then lets him go. Yeah. Which, uh-huh. I mean, it doesn't matter how strong you are, and say what you want about Arnie, you're certainly strong. And this was peak Arnie as well, commando, what, 86, 85, something like that. To actually get somebody in a position where you have them by the ankles, that's not easy to do. Maybe he caught Sully when he was napping. <laughs> yeah, but even so, let's say he's on he's on a camp bed or something. I mean, I mean it's Sully... a logistical nightmare. But I think when you're in that situation where somebody's literally got you and they're going to drop you anyway, if I was Sully, I'd just give him a kick in the bollocks on your way down <laughs> anyway. Because what have you got to lose? He's going to drop you because the man loves a pun. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is well, Arnie is in a car with his yeah. lady friend. Now, Sully has been trying to kill them both for a considerable portion of the film. She mm. asks Arnie, what's happened to this guy who's been trying to kill us? And he says, I let him go. She's not going to see the pun coming. So she's now going to be fearful for her life, thinking mm-hmm. this guy has just been let loose. We've discussed this before where yes. the hero of the film is not the most eloquent of people. Um, <laughs> whereas the woman is perhaps, you know, in this case, looking for some reassurance, like, is he going to yep. come back after us? Yep. And for some reason, elects not to say, no, because I lobbed him off a cliff. <laughs> he just says, no, I let him go, and leaves it all mysterious. The next one, this should be 1.7, I believe it is called. It would be a pleasure. Bon appétit. Okay. Like bon I say, <laughs> short and sweet. So that's just somebody saying bon appetit. Is this Timothy Dalton as Bond when he puts Benicio del Toro into like a cocaine minting machine? <laughs> that wouldn't make sense though, would it? <laughs> you put somebody into a cocaine minting machine and say bon appetit. He's not eating the machine. <laughs> maybe, maybe Timothy Dalton's <laughs> just got a really dark side. Oh, unless Dalton is talking to the machine. <laughs> what a petite cocaine machine. Yeah, Dalton kicked um, Benicio del Toro into the machine and stomped on him, I seem to remember, and then said bon appetit to the machine and also you know, to the viewing public because he came out as mints at the other side. Well, I think we'd tell Dalton not to get high in his own supply because that would be absolute nonsense. And it didn't happen, and it's not the answer. I will tell you, it's a more famous actor than TD. Okay, that's not particularly hard. Uh, <laughs> no, as I, as I said that, I thought, yes, that's really not slimming the field. Most actors. All right, I'm taking you off the case. Bon appétit. <laughs> okay. You're off the case. Strangely, considering this could have been any actor in any film ever, you got the character right. It is James Bond. Um, maybe it's Craig then. Good lord, I've never known anybody both so good and so terrible at a game simultaneously. It's Connery, of course, it's Connery. Bon appetit. Well, that's what I thought, but I don't remember him Give her a little slap. Bon so, bon so, if Connery is saying bon appetit, then how do you think the person died? Um, it would have been eating something poisoned, I imagine. 
you don't know how Bon Appetit works, do you? You can't give somebody poison and then say, but and actually that does work, doesn't it? It does work, of course it works. The person's already dead, they unless they're halfway no, through no, no. dying from the poison. It, and it's throw me off. Well, what do you think it is? Do you think he's just sat down at a fancy restaurant and going bon appetit just to the general <laughs> public? No. He's clearly done it as a quip. And I yep. say it's because some villain has eaten yes. some kind of poison scallop or something along those lines. What you're doing is you're very much fighting the Clive Owen carrot battle again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're expecting Connery, sharp carrot, bon appetit. Do you think that's what it is? It will be something like that. It is nothing like that. So Connery gets hold of a henchman, lobs him directly into the mouth of a shark, at which point he says bon appetit. Ah, oh, so you're saying bon appetit to the shark. To the shark, yeah, not to the person being eaten. And that is in never say never again, or never say bon appetit again. I only have myself to blame. And there you very much had it. Next time in our penultimate show, we have more Golden Years action, if action isn't too strong a word, and a brand new feature, hilarious movie deaths, that is in no way like Afterkill. Until then. Take it easy, guys. Mm -hmm.